Hi everybody and welcome back to another weekend bite-sized political podcast. Thanks for downloading this one and uh, thanks for listening in. <coughs> Excuse me, touch of, uh, uh, I was going to say Omicron, but that's so 2023, isn't it? Whatever the, the latest uh, fantasy virus is. But anyway, um, the original rabbit hole that I went down uh, a way, way back, probably like about 20 years ago, was the issue of the authorship of the body of works attributed to William Shakespeare. That was the, that was, I look back and, uh, and that probably was my entry point. <laughs> a very, a very sort of uh, 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 harmless entry point, you might say. Uh, but it, 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 I mean, I, I became convinced that the author of the Shakespearean works was not William Shakespeare, to give him his proper name. The guy who lived in Stratford, it definitely wasn't him. And I became convinced that it was Edward de Vere, the Earl of Oxford. Uh, and, and I've held that view for quite a long time, until, funnily enough, the last year or so. And I've started to now think that, well, mm, Maybe, maybe it was Francis Bacon. Maybe it was Francis Bacon. The argument for Francis Bacon, uh, or Sir Francis Bacon, being the, um, the 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 power behind the works is pretty strong, pretty pretty sort of uh, pretty overwhelming, really. Um, although in both the instances of Edward de Vere and Francis Bacon, they both had scriptoriums. And scriptoriums is just a fancy name for a group of writers who collectively uh, worked on, on on different plays and whatnot. Uh, so maybe maybe Bacon or De Vere sketched out, you know, a, a broad idea, and then they handed to trusted people around them, and they would fill it in. Pretty much goes on today as well, the same kind of thing. Uh, so uh, and it always did fascinate me. And and you know, uh, when you look at the fact there's this huge. Uh, tourist industry built around the lie of William Shakespeare in Stratford. I mean, it's multi-million pound industry. Uh, Stratford is essentially turned into, uh, it's a cradle of Shakespeare and Anne Hathaway and all this stuff. And the more you read, the more you realize it's all garbage. You know, it's literally all garbage. And I never really... So I, I understood that. I understood that everything I knew about Shakespeare was was completely wrong. And uh, and still, you know, I still got questions because I'm not not 100 percent convinced it's, it was Sir Francis Bacon. But I'm leaning that direction. Um, I do think Edward de Vere was definitely involved as well. But but, you know, I guess the point about it is that uh, my mind is open to many different uh, ideas regarding the authorship. So here's one that <laughs> I'm going to give you a laugh now for the weekend. Never occurred to me. And there's a picture of a, a black lady here I'm looking at. Her name is Amelia Bassano. And uh, this is, someone is claiming that Amelia Bassano is the lady who wrote all of Shakespeare's plays. Because she was black, they would not publish her work. She died in poverty because she would never received a dime for her work. Shakespeare was illiterate and could barely write his own name. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay, so Amelia Bassano, a black lady. Uh, so, what, and a black American? Where, where did she live? In England? Uh, she she wrote all the plays, did she? I mean, I've got to say, the, the one thing about that, 
little quote I've given you, though, is correct. Shakespeare was most likely illiterate. William Shakespeare, he was most likely illiterate and could barely write his own name. And you see that if you check out the will. Um, there's about six or seven instances of William Shakespeare's uh, alleged signature. And um, it's not that of, uh, of someone who you would uh, assume was literate. So they're actually right about that. But uh, whilst I am prepared to entertain the Earl of Oxford, whilst I am prepared to entertain certainly uh, Sir Francis Bacon, I'm not prepared to entertain the notion of uh, a poor black lady. Uh, sorry. I mean, I'm not saying black ladies cannot produce good literary work, but that that's off the scale. That that's I mean, that's really out there. Um, and sometimes I wonder, did they put these stories out to disqualify or you know, to discredit the actual, uh, uh, you know, contrarians who do challenge these major myths. Uh, but but challenging the Shakespeare myth, I didn't think was, I mean, a lot of people kick back about that. A lot of people don't like that because a lot of people are totally invested in the fact that, yes, you know, you know, you know the cliche story, William Shakespeare, you know, uh, poor man's son rose to the highest level, uh, wrote all these incredible plays and, um uh, you know, and our finest son, all of that. That that is all, as I say, something I don't. I don't believe a word of that. Not a word. And then, of course, and this is the thing, it's only a couple of quick steps from that till you start disbelieving a lot of other things that are being taught to you as fact, because little that is taught regarding Shakespeare is fact. The overwhelming majority of it is is myth and people just reinforcing myths. That's all it is. But as I said, I, I, the, the authorship has always fascinated me because, of course, if they could con, if they could fool you with that one, what other things do you think they might be fooling us with as well over all the centuries? Because obviously that's going back hundreds and hundreds of years. So, you know, they do say that there's <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. To quote Shakespeare, uh, and uh, but the idea that Shakespeare was a black woman would be not just uh, under the sun, but out of the uh, the galaxy. <laughs> Thanks for listening.